Okay, we need to get to the word here. Second Timothy chapter three. Let's pray. Glorious sovereign of the whole universe, who we call Father. We pray as we look into your word, incredible things will happen. Um, I think all of us know here, I'm not an incredible preacher. Your word is incredible, that's for sure. Uh, Oh, we love it. We can't get enough of it. I pray your blessing on our time in the word here this morning, that uh, you you would have us behold glorious things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, chapter 3 started out with, and I'm not going to do the whole thing because we won't get very far. This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. Anyone ever heard that verse before last week? Yeah, it's kind of iconic. Well, how come the perilous times? Men shall be lovers of their own selves. <laughs> that answers it right then. He goes on to say 19 reasons what makes it perilous times. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, means no self-control, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And these people, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And here's what you've got to know about it, Timothy. From such, turn away. Oh, you've got to reach these ones. That's not what Paul says. Paul says, these ones here, these ones are like, okay, they're on the opposite team. They're not like used to be us, and now they're, no, no, no. Uh, with the reversible jacket, Team Jesus, and then he flip around, Team Satan. No, they were always on Team Satan, okay? Th- these ones here, you've got to turn away from them. And he goes on to say, you know, some of the things that they do. And he, he characterized them. They're just like Janus and Jambres, how they withstood Moses. He's saying Janus and Jambres. Um, I used to make reference to the Charlton Heston movie, The Ten Commandments, and then like people like... Charlton who? What are you on about now, Gramps? Uh, and then I you know, used to reference the Steven Spielberg cartoon. It, someone, someone say, yeah, I know. You, you know, you're playing with the big boys now. See? There's a little window of opportunity there where you just make these cultural references and people know what you're talking about. It was a, it was a blockbuster cartoon. Anything Spielberg does is bigger than big, right? Uh, and it was about the exodus. And, and when Moses came before the court, court musicians, because it was a lot of music and stuff like you know, Spielberg would do. But is that song you're playing with the big boys now. Janice and Jambres were the ones who were singing that. Just in case you're following me at all. Uh, that's what, so they, what happened to these guys? Well, they died. Then what happened? Now they stood before God. Then what happened? I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. This team Jesus... And there's everybody else. Is there any gray, nebulous, middle? No. And you're thinking maybe. Is that, now, Adam, that's not politically correct. I know, it's biblically correct. Uh, I'm not a politically correct guy. Yeah, I'll use some different words if it's, uh, not many, actually. I don't change my whole speech. I can't at this point. I don't have that much flexibility I'm not going to call you, I don't think it's helpful if you think you're a, a woman trapped in a man's body, and I 
say, oh, no, Fred, you look wonderful in that dress. I don't, I'm not, I don't think that's a, a helpful or a beneficial thing. I'm not politically correct. No, I'm biblically correct. We have this, like, political correctness, you think that's like a new thing? No, it's not. It's just a new name. We used to call it incorrect. And we used to call it sin. And now it's like we have to change the way we perceive reality and we have to be unscientific to support your gender dysphoria. We used to be able to cure that. Now we can't even call it a disease or some sort of hater. But I digress. Anyway, so we talk about Jesus is the only way to heaven. Listen, Janice and Jamrys, they are on our team. They're the ones who were perilous times guys. Lovers own selves, covetous boasts, all that. Rebellious against God. And they died in that situation. What happened? Again, I don't even want to think about that. There's nobody I know who I say, I want that person to go to hell. Who goes to hell? Anyone who doesn't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior? Yeah, I didn't write it. I'm just telling you. Don't, don't, uh, don't shoot the messenger. Now, what happens? But they shall proceed no further, verse 9. Their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Theirs who? Janus and Jambres. But, okay, this is new stuff now. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, pur- purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Timothy, you know me. This is what he's saying. What does he know about me? My doctrine. And this is important because everything else gives rise to this. What you understand to be true shapes everything in your whole life all the time, forever, always. It's very important that you know the truth. Yeah, I'm dramatic pause so that sinks in for a second. If you perceive error as truth, everything you're going, you're going to move on, a wrong assumption, and everything's going to be Upside down, backwards, and, and topsy turvy. You're gonna, you're gonna, everything's gonna be wrong. Hey, you know my doctrine. By the way, where do you get his doctrine? The Bible. He teaches Bible. He writes books of the Bible. You come here and say, yeah, God gave me this new revelation. I'm, uh, I'm writing new Bible books. And <laughs> sorry, I think uh, Paul was one of the last authors. Anything after that is suspect. I reserve the right to be. To think you're a heretic. Is Paul a heretic? No. No, he's writing scripture. He knew he was writing scripture. He says in a couple places, hey, uh, read my, uh, my writings. Read that letter to everybody in church. What is that? Well, when they get together as a group in synagogue and then later on in worship services, you know, the early rudiments of Christian, what you call church, uh, they read Paul's epistles as scripture, like they read the Psalms, like they read the prophets, like they read the law. And he knew that what he was writing was equal with that. Hey, you know my doctrine, Tim. You know my manner of life, which is a function of your doctrine. The reason I I am like I am, I know what the Bible says. And I I try to live it. Why? So I can get heaven when I die. No, I'm already going to heaven. It's a gift of God. I'm already going to heaven, but I'm a Christian, and a Christian lives a certain way. If you understand what the Bible says, you'll understand what, how, how you're supposed to live. Uh, so he says, you know my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose. Now, let's not run past this. First there was nothing. Then it exploded. Poof. Nothing exploding. Okay, that's great science, but... Uh, let me just buy into that just to, to perpetuate your silliness for a second. 
What's the, what's the purpose of life? Um, well, to be nice to each other. To treat people like you want to be treated. Oh, you mean the golden rule? You can come up with that, by the way. Jesus did. And by the way, what makes that correct? There's, there's, not, there's no God. There's no purpose. There's no nothing. When you get rid of God, you get rid of everything. So people come up with these silly, oh, I think we're supposed to treat each other good. Why? What's the basis of that? Now, I, I agree. I agree that we should treat each other nicely. But if you see, this is what people don't understand. You get rid of God. You get rid of everything. You get rid of, we're created in the image of God. You get rid of God. You get rid of man. You know, we don't even know. We're just, all we are is mammalian, uh, sophisticated. Well, great, great grandmother was an ape. And now suddenly it's right and wrong. Really? How'd you come up with that concept? By the way, what's wrong? Well, whatever we say is wrong. It's wrong for you to be politically incorrect, Adam. Really? They used to be right. No, no, when I was a kid, uh, homosexuality was a sin. Now it's a, it's a preferred lifestyle among most. And I have to stand by and applaud. Yay, yay. You've chosen against God's natural order of things, and I celebrate it. So how does, how does, how does right and wrong, they're, sh they're shifting sand if you don't have God in the equation. So, so it used to be for a 35-year-old guy to go into a 10-year-old, my 10-year-old granddaughter and share a bathroom with her, that used to be a problem. Now again, we've got to celebrate it. Wait, maybe your shifting sand's morality needs to be, maybe you need to look at that. We didn't put in new Bible verses. Listen, I just say sex outside marriage is wrong. Always. Is that, uh, is that a new? Is that a, no, no, it's a, because that's what the Bible said. You know, you know why uh, adultery is wrong? Because I would never cheat on you. I'll be faithful to you all the time. I would never leave you or forsake you. I want you to be like me. I'm like, amen. Exactly. <coughs> You've known my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose. I have a purpose. Hey, by the way, what's the chief end of man according to the Westminster? I forgot the word. Catechism. Anyone ever heard of the Westminster Catechism? First question, what's the chief end of man? Well, that's just a destination. You're correct. I won't argue that. But does anyone know the quote? The chief end of man is to worship God and to enjoy him forever. Job one, worship God. And enjoy forever. Hey, 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 hey. Now, outside of the Bible, what do you got? Well, I think, we, again, we're supposed to be nice to that. We're supposed to protect planet Earth. Now, by the way, if you're a conservationist and you want to diminish your carbon footprint, whatever that means, I, I'm okay with people recycling their trash. I, I think you should. I think you should. You know, we're stewards here. I get that. I don't think that should be your God, but I think it should be in the mix of the things that you do because I understand God said, here, have dominion. This is, earth is yours. Should you, we hunt a species to extinction? I don't think so. You know, there's some things that, you know, don't make great sense, but, uh, but, I, but again, I'm... I'm I'm taking a detour here. You know my manner of life, my purpose, and the only reason we have purpose is because there is a God who gives us purpose. You know my faith. 
It's always it's a faith walk, okay? Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. See how this all traces back to doctrine, all traces back to the Word of God. And I look at it as a progression. One, I know doctrine. Two, then I know what my manner of life is. Three, I know what my purpose is. Four, I have a faith. And I have long-suffering, charity, and patience. Long-suffering and patience, aren't those the same thing? Yeah, long-suffering is like we would think of patience. And patience is endurance. So it's kind of a little bit separate, and it's separated by the word love. Everything that we're supposed to be is about love. How would you, why would you love? Because we're creating the image of God who says love one another. I love, he says, and it's the most important thing. Uh, remember, I, I've said this before, okay? And I know sometimes I sound like a broken record. So here's Jesus on the night he's betrayed, right? Guys, I got a new commandment. So I know Matthew, he gets out his, his, his quill and he puts a puts a new point on the nib there. He's carving it down. He's got to think, well, okay, Jesus, we're ready. I want you to love one another. Um, Lord, we got that memo. <laughs> That's not a new. You've kind of been doing that for like three and a half years now. You've been love one another, love one another. This is how you know my, they're my disciples. Love one another, love one another. That's all you got? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. Love one another. Don't leave this undone this is who we are it is essence this is the motivation for everything we do would you get that outside of this book no you'll get lovers of self the exact opposite do other religions teach you to love one another well it depends on who one another is some Religions teach you to kill one another. Uh, no, please don't argue with that. That's provably, easily provably true. Uh, another religion is all about inward, navel gazing. You know, sit in a lotus position, burn some incense, and think about the eternal nothingness that we're trying to join, uh, join after many cycles on karma and love one another. So if somebody's suffering, we don't want to actually help them. We might be destroying their karma. The reason they're suffering is from a past life when they were very bad people, and now they're burning off that. We can't love them. We can't help them in any functional way. Wow. Quite a a theology you have there. Only in the Bible you see love one another as central to everything we do. Okay, you've known my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience, my persecutions, my afflictions. You don't want to hear that, do you? But that's part of, listen, we're going somewhere with this. Paul's going somewhere with this. You, uh, you've known my persecutions, my afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. Did he, was he persecuted in any other place? Every other place. But he's mentioned these specifically because he remembers, this is when he ran into Timothy. He says, hey, you remember Iconium. You remember Lystra, right, in Derby, and you remember how I got stoned that time, and they, they, you know, dragged me out of the city and stoned me. They didn't finish the job. I got back up, or maybe he resurrected. I, who, who really knows, right? You remember all that persecutions that I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Except his last one, he's about to be persecuted. He will have his head removed at the end of this book. 
It's not in the book. It's hard to write about after the fact, right? But that's where this is headed. Listen, on his to-do list, finish my letter to Timothy, be beheaded. Okay, it's that. It's a swan song. It's his finale. It's his, he's checking out after this. Hey, you understand what it is to be persecuted, he says. And the whole inference is because we read the whole book. Don't punk out. It's at a time when Christianity is not, uh, it's being openly persecuted now. It narrows the, the, uh, the head guy in charge. He's the Caesar at this point, and he is an active program of persecuting Christians. It still happens. There are dozens of countries where what I'm doing now is absolutely, positively against the law. And our brothers and sisters who do this are persecuted. Jail, uh, torture sometimes. Have you guys been following Voice of the Martyrs like I always tell you to? It, it's, worth, it's worth listening to. It really, really is. I'm not, I'm not trying to... I, I know it's not really pleasant stuff, but it's, it's now you can pray about these different ones and, and, some, and you even know some of the heroes of our faith who are being persecuted right now for the cause of Jesus Christ. I, I endured them all. Yea, and all that will, will, will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. A verse everyone knows. Has anyone ever heard me quote that verse before? Yea, all that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I say it all the time. I say it very, very often, right? Here it is. Are you surprised to find it right here in this context? I'm not, because I knew where it was. But, you know, sometimes I recite a verse and I forget the context where I, where I came. But he's talking about, listen, times are changing. Don't punk out. And he mentions, like, you know, uh, homogenies, and he mentions these different ones who have turned their back on uh, Christianity. He mentions false teachers. He calls them out by name. And here he said, don't be like them. Don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It's, 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 we're headed for treacherous waters. Hey, in America in the 21st century, we know this. The Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, it's going to be perilous times. We know this. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to get on Facebook and everything they tell me, I'm going to like all their memes, and if they say, you know, whatever's politically correct, I'm jumping on board. I'm all inclusive. The rainbow is my symbol. I'm just going to be right along with the band. It's hard being the only spiritual salmon swimming upstream. It's hard, isn't it? And the other thing, too, is, is persecution. I haven't known this in America, not before. Uh, it's a different day, isn't it? Um, now, being jailed for what we do, that's not very likely. Mm, if we go on in this trend, it may happen. Um, it's against the law in America for me not to marry. A homosexual couple comes to me and says, we don't want to be married. And I say, I won't do it. I will not do it. That is against the law. Hey, 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 this is funny. The, the, uh, funny in the ironic sense. In California in 2019, right now, if you're a pastor of a church and a lady comes to you for counseling because she's thinking about leaving her husband for another man, you can tell her, don't do that. That's a sin. That's adultery. That's wrong. The Bible says. Okay, ready? You all buckled in? Okay, Ready? It's against the law for that same pastor with that same woman. If she says, I have a same-sex attraction to another woman and I'm thinking about leaving my husband for her, 
You cannot tell her that that's a sin in California in 2019. I can't make this stuff up. Now, if you doubt that, go check it out. Hey, 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 perilous times are coming. Go out in the foyer and take all the the decaf and dump it out, okay? Because I don't think you're following. Did you hear what I said? I think this is incredible. We're just so nonchalant about stuff now that we're just like, Persecution at an all-time rate. We've never experienced like this. Now it's just like hatred on Facebook and people, shrill voices shouting at you all the time and stuff like that. Hey, get used to it. It's going to be the... I think we'll see more of it before we see less of it. Uh, now the other thing is just keep your Christianity quiet. Keep it to yourself. Keep it confined to the, inside the walls of the church because that's what they want anyway, right? Listen, listen. It's always been this way. It's never changed. It's just getting worse in America at this time. All that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And now you're saying, hey, Adam, I don't know what you're talking about. In my house, we got no persecution going. It's happy times all the time. Good things are going on. Nobody's giving me grief at all. All my friends are cool and groovy with the fact that I'm a Christian. I'm thinking all that would live godly will suffer persecution. And if you ain't, you ain't know none of that, it's because, uh, and I, I, listen, I'm not the guy who hates you. I'm your pastor, I love you. I'm not trying to heap guilt on you, but I think it's time you say something. Let somebody know you're a Christian because that's the reason where they're not giving you grief. Now, my whole thinking is, I like when, you, you suffer some persecution, and we always say, we, we're, we're thrilled that we're counted worthy to suffer for Christ. It's a good thing. Um, that closet Christianity stuff, just get rid of that. That's no good. That's no good. Um, me and Suze, we come to uh, different uh, ideas. We were just talking last night. We were walking and talking about, you know, this one's sinning, and she said this, and I didn't say, and she and who should say, and listen. And I tell Susan, I tell anybody, say what you feel like you need to say to whom you need to say it to when you need to say it. I don't second guess you. I, I don't. I don't. Even with my own wife, I mean, like she's she's like, well, I, sh- I think I should go ahead. She's always been that way. I remember one, one time she went down to store for like milk or soda or something like that. She go back like two hours later. Where were you? I went down that past myself, and I rebuked him because he, he was teaching his her mother all kinds of bad stuff and I'm like oh yeah yeah who am I married to <laughs> I was so proud you have no idea I was so proud because she's like I don't care he got, he's got to know and I'm like okay remind me not to cross swords with you but praise God praise God I, I like that I like that you know don't you be telling my mom this her, I can't even remember what the heresy was probably not much by today's standards right uh, but she didn't like the fact that, you know, she, her mother was at a church where the guy wasn't teaching the Bible. He was teaching happy thoughts and his own opinion, which, by the way, won't make, that won't make you grow into who God wants you to be. It just won't. 
platitudes and my opinions. Well, I'm, listen, I'm going to stick with the Bible. I'm never, ever, ever going to change. And if I preach this church right down to two families. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do what God wants me to do. There's a day uh, in my future, and I don't know, maybe very soon, maybe a long time from now, I don't know. I'm going to stand before God, and, and he's going to say, well, hey, what did you do? Uh, and he'll go over. We'll, we'll, we'll have that judgment seat of Christ thing going on. And I want to hear at the end of it all, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I live for that. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I live for that. And I'm not going to do anything that I think is going to jeopardize that. And people can shout at me and accuse me of all kinds. They always do. Yeah, I don't tell. You know, I don't run in here and say, you know what the mean boy said to me? And I, you know, cry. I don't do that. But don't think it doesn't happen just because I don't share it with you all. It's funny to me. So we run into people who used to go to Calvary Chapel in Bangor and now don't. And every time we run into them, they're going to tell me what horrors happened there. And I, I why do you just got to like attack? Like, okay, you don't go there anymore. That's cool. Whatever. You felt like you want to go somewhere else. But they always want to tell you the, what tale of woe. And I'll stop and wait. You mean my pastor said what? And the, 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 the best preacher in maybe New England, maybe the Eastern Seaboard said what? Because I'm not listening to any false, forget about it. I'll let him know right off the bat. But there's always that attack. There's always that. Why? Because he's living godly in Christ Jesus. Of course, there's going to be persecution. I didn't know this. When he sent me out, you know, I, I thought like, hey, we'll just lead a Bible study. It'd be really cool. What an idiot. <laughs> I, not him, me. <laughs> just, just make that straight. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyone who's living godly in Christ Jesus is going to suffer persecution. I get it. I got the memo. It happens. It happens to me. It happens to my past. It happens to all my Christian brothers. It happens to... You don't have to be uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. All you have to do is be living a godly life. Because it's easy to knock you down a peg and call you a hypocrite than to look at my own life and say, well, maybe I ought to make a change. It's easy to look at you and say, oh, he's this and he's this and he's a horrible person. And they're all... And that's how it's always been. Get used to it. All that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men seducers shall wax worse and worse. He said that to Timothy 2,000 years ago. So what's that look like now? Well, it looks like America in the 21st century. Evil men seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, How are you going to stop What's your, uh, how are you, what's your, what's your tactics? Have you thought this out? What stops you from being deceived? Truth. The error of deception is truth. <laughs> where, do you, where do you find some? I, I'd like some. Where do I get truth? Watch Fox News. I don't get truth there. <laughs> and I'm not trying to throw Fox News under the bus. I'm, I'm really not. So where do we get truth? The Bible. Where else? That's it. I mean, I mean, ob, you know, ob, what's the word? Objective truth. Just truth. All right? Where else? Well, writings of Thomas Jefferson, I'd say there's probably some truth there if it's Bible-based, but I'm not setting my compass by what Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln or, or any... You know, people say true things. That's great. I'm not dying on that hill. 
if I'm going to die for truth, it's this truth, okay? It's God's truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this gets our, our friends, this is what gets their hackles up, okay? I am the truth, the way, the only way. No apologies. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life said that. You want eternal life? It is only found in Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I didn't write it. I am reporting it, and yes, I do believe it. That, does that make me intolerant? Yeah, but who cares? I've been intolerant long before that anyway. So don't, it don't matter. That's what you've got to know. That's what the Bible says. That's what truth comes from. I want to know what this book says. I want to live it out. Anyone disagrees with me? And by the way, you disagree with me about that. Do you realize that... I guess I say this right. The Bible talks about six days of creation. Are they literal days? I, can, I, can, I think I can prove to you easily that they are literal 24-hour periods as we would know them. To think that that didn't happen is provably wrong by the Bible. If you believe anything that's against the Bible, you say, well, it's not a science book. Not entirely, but it's a history book. And God said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the heavens were without form and void, and the Spirit moved upon the face of the deep, and God said, let there be light. You know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's what happened, and God is accurately telling us what went on. And we think it was any other way. Guess who's wrong, God or us? Easy peasy decision. We're wrong and God's right. I'm getting excited about this stuff because this is where I live. This is what I hear all the time. And this is like my chance to vent and you just happen to be in the crossfire. So, Continuing the things that thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Me, Paul's saying. How hey, I stay wrong on these things. I'm a disciple. You learned them from me. And that you knew them from your mother and from your grandmother. And he mentions them in the first chapter. That from a child, the word is literally a babe. Uh, that from a babe, from, from your earliest memories, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, the scriptures are able to smarten you up, to make you wise, unto, resulting in salvation. Where does that say salvation comes in, according to the verse? Through faith in Jesus Christ. What other means is there of being saved? We don't know any. There is none. I mean, I suppose, I suppose that you could live in sinlessness your whole life and never sin. Uh, <laughs> doubtful, right? That ship has sailed in my life. I don't know, maybe you still got a good streak going. I, you know, usually... Six in the morning. I get up at five thirty. Usually by six, I've done something irreprehensible. I, that's just my life. Maybe you, maybe you're better, but uh, I don't think anyone's claiming sinlessness. I think maybe then God wouldn't have a case against you. But I think we're all born with that sin, sin nature. It's e easy to me. I mean, if you didn't believe in that, and then you had kids, then you'd believe in it. You didn't teach them how to lie. You have to teach them how to tell the truth. No, I'm serious. They're so cute. They're so I love babies. You understand? Nobody in the world. Well, Sue's. We all, we all love babies. We get it. We're, they're so cute. They're so, oh, you just want to bite their toes and hug them and love them. And they're so cute. And they're so wonderful. And they're little midget demons. They're just, they hit each other with their Tonka toys. And you didn't teach them how to do that. You, you didn't teach them how to be selfish. You had to teach them how to share. You didn't teach them how to lie. You have to teach them how to tell the truth. Why? Because they're born in Adam's with his sinful genes. And they passed right down to us. So here we are in a sad predicament. How do we get 
over, cross over on the other side. Faith in Jesus Christ. And it says, it says right here, there's some, is any of you laboring under the delusion you've got to be a good person? How do you get to heaven? Well, I'm a good, I never cheat on my wife. I never, I never killed anyone. I'm a, wow, you're awesome. Is that the standard? Is that the standard? I, I don't, the Bible knows nothing of that. The Bible says this. You, from a child, from a baby, you've known the Holy Scripture. You've known the Bible, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. Read here eternal life. Read here going to heaven when you die. Read here saved. Read here a lot of things. We, we call it a lot of things. Being born again. How do I get that? Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Let me explain it. I don't trust in my good works before God. Here, bring me to heaven. Look at all the wonderful things I've done. That would be a dumpster fire. That would be horrible. God would say, well, what about all these horrible things you've done? And I would just disintegrate. And every time I've sinned, I've never had an excuse. I'm, I sin because I'm a sinner. I'm a bad human being. God says, let's wipe the board. Let's wipe the slate clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And faith in him gives you eternal life. That's a better situation. <laughs> That's a better altogether. And that doesn't change. That, that doesn't, that's like his blood doesn't change. It doesn't lose its uh, effectiveness. Me? Yeah, up and down, up and down. Mostly, you know, I, I know right from wrong. And I try real hard not to do things that I know are going to be disturbing to God. But I, I still have my problems. I still have my selfishness. Sue's tell you. I still have flesh eruptions like everybody else, and I still do things that I know I'm not supposed to do. Just being honest, if that disturbs you, sorry. Guys, you all thought I was perfect. Now you think, I can't believe it, he's not. You, you've, you've known this from a child. Listen, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man of God may be perfect. Truly or thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. What does that mean? It's God breathed. Literally, this means God breathed out scripture. All scripture is the breath of God. You say, well, is that important? Well, think about that breath. He makes Adam out of, out of clay, right? Breathes into him, and man became a living being. So what, he did a little rescue breathing? Had him up and around, running around no time? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to think about that way, the breath of God gives life. But his word is life. Right? I only got a million and five scripts to show you about. The one I think about the most is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The living God is, the word of God is, it's, it's living, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It can divide down to the bones from the marrow. It can divide down between that which is spiritual and that which is soulish. That's sharp. But what does that off with? The Word of God is living. What do you mean? It's God-breathed. The breath of God gives life. Do you know another way to get saved? Other than this book, I don't know another way. And, and when I say this book, I mean holding it in your lap. I mean believing the message of the gospel that's contained therein. Faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine. I'm gonna, it, church goes crazy with one new thing after another, and it follows just like, no, 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 no. 
Read this book. And listen, this isn't somebody who's trying to guilt you. There's enough of that around. I don't want to be the guilty guy. I don't want to guilt you into reading this book. Read this life-giving document and let God breathe life into whatever situation your life needs life. I need eternal life. He'll, he'll breathe that into you. Uh, uh, you know, my, my relationships are going sour. Oh, he'll breathe life. He's, he resurrects. It's what he does. He's, he's the Savior. He saves. He'll save eternally. He'll save your situations. He's just... He's just good. He'll take what's broken and he'll fix it. Somebody say amen. <sighs> I've only got a million and five examples of that in my own life. Lord, I messed this up. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm such an idiot. And he's like, ah, I got it. I got this. I got this, Adam. Confess. I don't want to be this guy. He's like, I don't want you to be that either. So we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll do. And I, I'm like, Thank you, Lord. The sovereign of the universe bends his ear down to my cries and answers. Is that crazy to think about? Angels, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And, and this thrice awesome holy being cares about you and cares about me. I, ugh, my brain hurts, I'm sorry. Just crazy stuff. If I said that about him, I almost think it would be Unholy, he says that about him. He says that about himself. I love you. I'd never leave you or forsake you. Praise your holy name, Father. All scriptures given by God. It's, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. You can tell somebody who's living with their boyfriend. Knock it off. That's wrong. Uh, proof and then reproof is, you know, you understand. This proves it. For correction, and that's the kind of uh, same idea. And there's different nuances here. Hey, this isn't what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. Let me, let me help you in your theology. Let me, this is what we do the Sunday mornings, we do Wednesday nights, and correct, okay? You're thinking about this is wrong. This is what the Scripture says. Now we're able to make a course correction. For instruction in righteousness. So here I am, fat, dumb, and happy on my way to hell, and I got saved, and I started reading this book. And it just changed only everything. Well, Susan will tell you that too. She'll tell you uh, he's, he's got his issues, but she'll also tell you because she's an honest person. She'll tell you oh, everything changed. Everything changed. Adam got saved and only everything changed. What happened? Instruction in righteousness. The word of God got down into my being and said, this ain't right. This is right. Oh. And things started to change. Perfectly, 100% at the beginning. No, it's not even 100% now, but it's a, it's a good trajectory. It's closer to God. It's, it's, it's onward and upward. It's, it's what hap- why? How does that work? The Word of God. And what did God give this wonderful book for? The man of God, read here, woman of God, the mankind of God, okay, the, the person of God may be perfect. Now, it doesn't mean perfect like you would think. It means mature. I like that. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, let's remind us of uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. My last point. Stay with me, okay? For by grace you save through faith. This is not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, <laughs> lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus resulting in good works that he has before ordained that we should walk in them. Is there good works involved? Yeah, after you get saved. Are you going to work your way to heaven? You're ridiculous. No, no. Why would you even try? Jesus has done all the work necessary for our salvation. 
listen, if you want to get in on that, eternal life, why don't you come see me or somebody else here, pray with them before you leave. You can do as private as you want. I'm not going to make you a spectacle or anything like that. Let's stand, let's, let's pray. The, our musicians will come and send us out of here in song. Uh, I didn't go over. If you're visiting, we have an hour and a half on uh, Sunday morning, but and, uh, Wednesday night, it's, a, it's, it's an hour. And I'm usually pretty good about keeping it within. Every once in a while, I go over a couple minutes. Uh, let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your, the time in your word. Wondrous word. It's able to do so much. And Lord, we would be disciples of it. Because we have to. I'm trying not to, Lord, blame or, 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 or frustrate people. Not because we have to, Lord, because we get to. We get your, the, your very breath breathed into our, our lives, into our situation, into where, where tomorrow's going to find us, even where the rest of the day is going to find us. And, Lord, we would go with that breath, that life, that energy from you. Uh, breathe on our lives, Lord, and restore everything that the locust has eaten for sure and, and give us a new day. You, you know, your word tells us you're... Your blessings, your your grace, they're new. It's new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is our desire to get God's word out to all. So our podcasts and everything else downloaded from our website is free. But we do have expenses. And if you feel led to give a dollar for this resource, please go ahead and click the Give tab on our website at plowboyministries.org. Grace and peace. And everything I want out dear, I count it all as lost. Lead me to the cross where your love